You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Eric G. from ThunderDigest.com. I've been covering the Thunder for the past four seasons, and I am the new voice of Locked on Thunder. So if you've been away for a while, we've just revived the podcast over the last few days, and we're hoping to get it going and build an audience, but we thank you very much for joining us. I'm also... Very excited about today's show, and we are late getting started this afternoon, but that has to do with the fact that I had to rearrange everything I was going to talk about after going to practice today and listening to Carmelo Anthony speak. So, coming up in segment number one, you're going to get to hear Carmelo Anthony talk about how to fix the NCAA, or a better way to put it is, what Carmelo Anthony thinks of the current state of the NCAA. Now, LeBron James did give us some solutions, and we'll go over those as well. And I'll even tell you what I would do if I had a kid who was talented enough to be in a situation of choosing college versus going overseas. So that's segment number one. Segment two, Billy Donovan will talk about Alex Sabrinas' big night. That was probably... The most exciting night that we've seen from Alex Sabrinas. Now, maybe the stats didn't necessarily back it up, but if you've been looking for Alex Sabrinas to provide somewhat of a spark, he gave it to you last night. In fact, the bench overall was fantastic. Jeremy Grant will talk about that as well in segment number two, and we'll discuss Raymond Felton and what he brings to this team and consistently brings to this team night in, night out. Then in segment number three, we'll go back to Carmelo Anthony because he put Russ's career into perspective, or at least the triple-double part of Russ's career into perspective. Russell Westbrook is three triple-doubles away from reaching 100, so Carmelo Anthony talks about that. Plus, we'll get into the upcoming games with Phoenix and Portland where the Thunder don't play well, and tomorrow night it's Dallas, so can these guys actually wake up and quit playing to their competition. Before we get to all that, we must tell you that if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, then Locked on Thunder is the podcast you need to be sponsoring. If that is your demo, that 1844, if that's your sweet spot, we've got them right here because 98% of our audience is men and 80% of those run in that age group of 18 to 44. David Locke, who runs the Locked On Network, wants to help you out. You can reach him at dlock, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. Our rates are very reasonable, and he will iron everything out. And if you're local, just direct message me at G-E-E-H-S-O. That is my Twitter account, and I'll be more than glad to come out to your business and talk with you about the Locked on Thunder podcast. Segment number one now, Carmelo Anthony today, a very insightful interview. This was after practice today. He came into the waiting room. We didn't get a chance to go into the gym. And he was asked a multitude of questions. And originally, Carmelo Anthony had said that he was not going to be near as insightful as Billy Donovan. It wasn't going to be as long. It was going to be short and sweet. And then Fred Katz, got to give a tip of the cap to him, former host of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Ask Carmelo Anthony what to do about the current state of the NCAA. 
I assume you've been keeping up with that. If you haven't, the latest news on that, Sean Miller, coach at Arizona, suspended. He's in a heap of trouble because he was caught on tape offering $100,000 for a recruit. And since the beginning of time, college players have been getting paid. AAU guys have been panhandling kids all over America. You've got agents involved. So what would Carmelo Anthony do about the NCAA? What does he think about the current state of the NCAA? Here's what he had to say. NCAA and uh, amateur sports have been corrupt for so long. I mean, we, we all know that. Uh, whether you get caught doing it or not, uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, but that's, that's aside the point. Uh, I think college basketball players, college athletes, period, uh, should be compensated. Uh, you know, they, they, you got to think about a 16-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid uh, going to college. Yeah, education is, you know, they get a free education if they get a scholarship, but how are they surviving on those campuses? Uh, a lot of them can't uh, afford food. Uh, they get in trouble for taking $10 or $20 or, you know, a friend or a family member can't give them money. So it's, it's so many small things that goes along with that. And I just wish and hope and pray that uh, something happens. Uh, I, I would love to sit down with NCAA and just hear. No, I'm serious. Like, just hear kind of their thought process behind this and what they think and what's the future. And uh, I'm all for the athletes. I, I think we have to figure something out for, the, for college as a whole. Earlier today, LeBron James, who didn't play one second of college basketball, said he would go with the European model to fix this whole one-and-done mess and whether or not players should be getting compensated for their work and laid it out sort of like I did on Friday, whereas you could get kids drafted as young as 13 and 14 by professional organizations. You groom them to eventually play For your big league, they get the opportunity to be around other professionals. They learn how to handle themselves. And then you don't have a situation where you get AAU coaches who are only in it for themselves and are making money off the kids' back and continue to do so. And really, I would try and figure out how much of a service are these AAU coaches really providing to these kids? Because it seems to be more about them, and there are some great documentaries out there that will show you that a lot of the coaches involved in that organization will meddle with college coaches. Or eventually they will parlay that into a coaching job themselves. I would just love to eliminate them from college basketball altogether, let the Thunder draft kids, and then bring them up through the system And then you could find a way for kids to go to college if that's really what they want to do. Plus, if you've been playing professional basketball for any extended period of time, then you should have enough money stocked away so you could go to college with that money. And we'll hear from Carmelo Anthony tomorrow on this again. Quite frankly, we could have done the whole podcast just on this particular topic. But tomorrow, we'll hear from Carmelo Anthony, and he'll tell you whether or not he would advise his kid to go to college or advise his kid to go overseas and start getting paid right away and get that professional experience, which is exactly what I would do. If I was lucky enough to have a son who could play 
professional basketball or was good enough to be recruited by the top colleges in the country, there isn't any doubt right now that I wouldn't tell him, go for it. Just go overseas. I'll go with you. We'll hang out for a year. You'll get better. You'll play against more physical competition. Your body will get bigger. You'll play more games than you will in college. So the 82-game season won't be as big of a shock to you as you get in. You won't hit that rookie wall the way all these other guys coming out of college will. And we'll do this together. That's exactly what I would do right now. And for as critical as I want to be about a guy like, um, not Lonzo, LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball's dad, I think he had the right idea with his younger two sons taking them over to Europe and let them play. We can argue another day of time about, or another day in time about whether or not he needs to be involved in Luke Walton's business or whether or not he needs to be getting his kids' high school coaches fired. But ultimately, because... LeVar Ball knows it's a business. He's at least handling his two younger sons right now in the proper way. Even if it was a little messy getting there, I believe he's doing the right thing, not only by his sons, but also by him in some sick, twisted way. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us today. Coming up in segment number two, we will hear from Billy Donovan. The Thunder bench was outstanding last night. So why does a guy like Alex Sabrinas have more success at home than he does on the road? Billy Donovan will tell us why. You've got a company to run. And... Maybe you are making t-shirts or sportswear or selling hunting gear, but you're thinking, I got to reach men between the ages of 18 and 44. I need a good way to do that. Well, we've got it right here for you on the Locked on Thunder podcast because that is our target demo as well. Men 18 to 44, 98% of the people who listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44, So if that is your sweet spot, then we got you covered right here. Our rates are very reasonable. David Locke runs the Locked on Thunder Network. Email him at dlock, D-L-O-C-K-E. Find out more about it. He'll help you out. And you can become the next sponsor of the Locked on Thunder podcast. The Thunder Bench last night. Probably, I shouldn't say not going to probably. They did play one of the best games that we've seen them play All season long. In fact, this may be the only game this season. Ah, maybe not so much. I'm sort of contradicting myself here. But one of the few games. Let's just do it that way. One of the few games this year where we can honestly say that the bench carried the team. Most of the time, it's the starters. Nine out of ten times, it's the big three plus Steven Adams. Well, last night... It was really all about the bench. Raymond Felton comes off, scores seven points in five minutes, provides the spark. That filters down to Jeremy Grant, who was not only playing the four last night, he was also sliding into the five. And then there was Alex Sabrinas, who had 11 points last night, if I am to be correct about that. And I do want to double check. Let me just make sure I have that right for you here. Love doing these podcasts on the fly. But Alex Sabrinas last night, even though you're going to look at the shooting percentage and say, well, he seemed to shoot a lot of shots and not as many of them went in as he thought, nah, it wasn't just the fact that he was shooting and scoring. It was the fact that he had 
big time energy which made him so important to the Oklahoma City Thunder. He had the alley-oop and looked so silky smooth doing it. You're welcome, Sam Gannon. I completely stole that from you. But he also had that big block. And you just don't see that from Alex Sabrinas night in, night out. And that's the kind of consistency we not only want to see from the Thunder bench, but we've been wanting from this guy all year long. Now, part of the reason we haven't gotten it is because Alex Sabrinas has been a little banged up. But there's also that factor of Alex going on the road and for some reason he's not quite as good at home. In fact, the whole bench isn't quite as good on the road as they are at home. So Billy Donovan today had a chance to explain all that to us and filled us in on why you don't see role players playing as well on the road as you do here at the Peak. When, when you're a role player, um, there's not the same level of consistency as when you're a player that's a primary focus offensively, you know, and I think that, you know, where Alex Abrinas got his shots and where he got the ball last night may be totally different to where he gets them against Dallas, whereas Paul or Russell and Carmelo are pretty much know where they're going to get the ball, they're going to get their spots. Steven knows when he's rolling to the basket where he's going to get his spots, but when you have guys that are not generators of offense by themselves, as in Patrick, Alex, Terrence, uh, Jeremy to a certain extent on the perimeter a lot of times they're relying on the ball finding them in transition when they're open when you make the extra pass um, and sometimes you know those opportunities are are maybe less in Dallas than they are in um, our last game against um, uh, Orlando but I also know like Alex on the road in, in the Memphis game when Paul was out had an incredible you know, scored the ball really, really well because we found him. So a lot of times it's where those guys are getting shots, and I think it's just the inconsistency of where they get the ball a lot of times. As we said earlier in the segment, Raymond Felton also had a fantastic night. And really, Raymond Felton is one of the most important players on this team. When he was picked up by Billy Donovan, most people thought that it was a nice get for a guy to come off the bench. He was a veteran point guard who could come in, spill Russell Westbrook for a few minutes, and as long as Raymond Felton didn't hurt you, eh, it was an okay signing. Well, it hasn't just turned out to be an okay signing. It's turned out to be a tremendous signing. One, Raymond Felton provides leadership. And for guys like Jeremy Grant, for guys like Alex Sabrinas, it's very important to have that veteran sort of pull things together. Plus, you can throw Russell Westbrook on the floor with him. You can have him out there with Paul George. He knows Carmelo Anthony very well from his days at New York, and he has been the one guy off the bench that we can count on every single game. We know Raymond Felton is going to give the Thunder all that they have, and you see like what he did last night? It completely let... Everybody just completely fed off Raymond Felton. That is him. That is what he brings. Jeremy Grant spoke about that this afternoon at practice? Uh, I think just being aggressive, I think. Uh, just playing together, uh, getting the rhythm back, I think. Uh, that's all That's all it was. What's it do for you guys when Ray is scoring like that? Uh, it's great for us, uh, especially when Ray's being aggressive. Uh, he, may, he he definitely uh, commands uh, a lot of attention on the ball, so he, then he's able to, to uh, distribute the ball to, to other players on the court. We can only hope that the bench doesn't have to carry the team tomorrow night in Dallas. But if they do, uh, 
I, you know, I'm not going to be confident about that. I'll just tell you straight up right now. If the bench has to do it again, a second game in a row, I'm not quite sure that they can. And it's still quite frustrating to see the Oklahoma City Thunder play down to their competition. You got Dallas tomorrow night. This team's admitting that they're tanking. The Thunder don't need to be sleepwalking through another win the way they did against the Orlando Magic. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, we hear more from Carmelo Anthony, and this time he puts Russ's career into perspective. If you haven't heard what Carmelo had to say about Russ inching closer to 100 triple doubles, you'll get a kick out of it, and that's next. Business owners, you're looking for a good way to capture that 18 to 44 Mel demo? We can help you out here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Email David Locke, D-Locke, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com and ask him about our very reasonable rates, especially if you're looking for that man or that male between the ages of 18 and 44. That is 80% of our listening audience, or actually 98% of our audience has been 80% of those range between the ages of 18 and 44. This is a great way to get your message out. I would love to do your live reads because eh, i got to pit myself because if I don't, no one else will. But we want to help you out. Come on board. It's a lot of fun. Hey, if you want to do the reads yourself, we can make you a part of this podcast as well. It's the Locked on Thunder Network. Sponsor us and we'll bring business to you right here, courtesy of the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, segment three here on Locked on Thunder today. And if you haven't noticed, Russell Westbrook is... Three triple-doubles short of 100 and just missed one last night. Russ only had eight points last night. That's it. Two points. Two points away from another triple-double. Russ did um, speak last night after the game and was asked about that by Royce Young. And Russ said that he felt blessed. And you can find that video. I I tweeted it out at uh, Locked On. NBA, but you can also see it at G-E-E-H-S-O. It's there on my timeline. Russ was incredibly gracious and funny last night and short. It's about a 90-second post-game interview. Anyway, Carmelo Anthony was asked about it today, and I don't honestly think Carmelo knew how close Russ was to reaching the century mark for triple doubles. I think I got like two. Maybe one. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just to be a part of you know something like that and I was on the other side of a couple of those, you know, triple doubles, but to now be on the same side with, with him, uh, you know, that accomplishment is, is, is special. Uh, I don't know, that's that's working. You know, that's coming up on 100 triple doubles is working. Uh, so that's a testament of kind of who he is uh, as a player, uh, his, his focus, his mindset, his work ethic, uh, and the testament to his teammates too. Um, to, to, to make the shots when it, you know when the ball is, gets to them, and uh, just the confidence level that he has in his teammates, uh, and, and that we have in him to, to get 100 triple doubles is that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, Hall of Fame career, no doubt. And I'm not I, I'm not sure how many people outside of Oklahoma City or even in Oklahoma City really appreciate what Russell Westbrook is accomplishing right now. Last year, undoubtedly, he was one of the focal points of the NBA, and certainly the tear that he was on made him a guy that 
everybody wanted to talk about, but there was also that added storyline of Kevin Durant going to Golden State. How was Russ feeding off that? And those two and their relationship. Well, now that you've got Paul George and you've brought Carmelo Anthony into the fix, the Thunder are good, but have been a disappointment this year. And if we just want to be honest about it, the Thunder haven't performed up to the expectations for what we've set. So we've not heard as much talk on the national level about Russell Westbrook as we did last season. Now, if the Thunder make it to the playoffs, which they should make it to the playoffs, I think right now they're in the sixth spot. Yay! If the Thunder make it to the playoffs and make some noise, then we will start to hear more about the legacy of Russell Westbrook. And all Kevin Durant BS aside, this needs to be a topic of conversation. And if people aren't already putting Russell Westbrook with names like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, they're doing Russell Westbrook a disservice. Because it has to be about more than championships. It also has to be about more than just individual accomplishments and how you affect the team around you. And anybody that wants to say that Russell Westbrook is a bad teammate or he's a guy that's hard to play with, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George fit right in with this team. And even if it took the Thunder a while to sort of come around and figure out the chemistry, and even if it's not quite there yet, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George have accepted different roles than what they're used to playing with or what they're used to being on a particular team. And that says a lot about Russell Westbrook. That shows you ultimately the respect these guys have for him. And if you're willing to buckle and do something that you wouldn't normally do because you have been the face of the organization, but you know it's in your best interest to do it, you got to give them all the credit in the world and you got to give Russ all the credit in the world for having some influence on these guys. Even if you're a member of the media and you don't like the way that sometimes he, he may treat us, I think ultimately Russ is a pretty good teammate and... I do think that there are probably more guys out there in the NBA that would love to come to Oklahoma City and actually be a part of what the Thunder are doing now. I'd like to see it manifest itself during this offseason, but if Paul George and Carmelo Anthony can do it, I think other guys could fall in line as well too. Now tomorrow, the Oklahoma City Thunder go to Dallas to play the Mavericks, and During the podcast on Wednesday, we'll talk more about this game, but the Thunder, for some reason, just have a tendency to get up for the big games. Play the Rockets, you play Golden State, you know they're going to come out with incredible energy. And and the Thunder did against Golden State on Saturday before ultimately they couldn't survive the barrage at the end of the third quarter. But tomorrow night, the Thunder have a chance to go and play, and I know we've said this a million times already this season, a complete 48 minutes and take down a team that's begging to get beat. A team that wants to get beat so bad that they're able to move themselves up in the draft. Mark Cuban does not want the Mavericks to win this game tomorrow night. But do the Thunder want to win this game tomorrow night? Or are they going to come out and play the way they did against Orlando and sort of go through the motions and act like they're a team that's already won a banner and doesn't have to put in the work? That's the big Question. The other thing that you've got to worry about right now is the Thunder 
play Phoenix and the Thunder play Portland. And since Billy Donovan has been here, I think they're one and eight. And like both of those cities, it's some, ridic- it's some ridiculous stat, but it's not good. I promise tomorrow I'll have that complete stat for you. But this is the time where the Thunder need to wake up. You, you cannot show up tomorrow night the way you did last night and expect to get by and hope that guys like Alex Sabrinas and Raymond Felton bail you out. And that's two bad shooting nights for Russell Westbrook in a row. So chances are he's due. And you see Russell have a good night. Let's just hope Carmelo and Steven have a great night. And that Steven not only does it in the first half, but does it in the second half as well. Remember, if you want men between the ages of 18 and 44, we'd love to have you be a part of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Email David Locke, D-Lock, D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. 80% of the men who listen to this show are between the ages of 18 and 44, and 98% of the audience that uh, listens to us are men. We thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast for Tuesday. Coming up tomorrow, we'll break down this Mavericks matchup even further. Plus, we will hear from Carmelo Anthony, and he will tell us whether or not he would send his son to college or over to Europe. I'm Eric G. saying, love and life are deep. This has been the Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.